We live in a world plagued by pornography, and people are looking for help. When an individual struggles with pornography, they often turn to their church leader for that help. How does a leader help a person overcome the shame of this issue and start seeing positive progress? How can a leader help youth to open up about struggles with pornography? What are some lasting, proven tactics that actually make a difference? In order to help, Leading Saints has created the Liberating Saints Library with more than 20 presentations featuring individuals who have a unique perspective or expertise around this topic. Three of those most popular sessions are available to watch now. Simply text the word LEAD to 474747 to start watching now or visit leadingsaints.org liberating. And remember, text the word LEAD to 474747 in order to access the three most popular sessions of the Liberating Saints Library. Leading Saints is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping Latter-day Saints be better prepared to lead. And we do that through content creation, like this podcast, which we hope you will subscribe to. We also have a website at leadingsaints.org with thousands of incredible articles all about leadership in the context of being a Latter-day Saint. We host virtual summits, live events, and also have a weekly newsletter to keep you up to date on all things happening with Leading Saints. Visit leadingsaints.org for more information. Today, I am joined with uh, Heather Rackham. How are you, Heather? I am so good, Kurt. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. We've been emailing back and forth for months, and sometimes I just can't get my schedule straight. So, <laughs> But we finally did it. We accomplished it. Here we are. <laughs> I, I can't keep myself straight. I, no, it's good. It's good. We don't. <laughs> I could talk about anything all day okay. long, so we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And so when people ask you who you are and what you do, maybe tell us where you're from and yeah. And, uh, what brings you here? I'd love to. So I live in a small town outside of Boise, Idaho. I'm in um, Cuna, Idaho. And I've married and have four kids. And I am a life coach. And most of what the work I do, actually, I host a podcast, Latter-day Life Coaches. And I run a directory for LDS, or I shouldn't say LDS, right? It's members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So coaches that are listed on that directory are members of the church, and it's a place where people can go who are wanting a coach or some extra help in their life and can find a coach that they know has their same religious beliefs. Because let's be honest, we could spend probably three hours trying to explain why we're having a certain issue when that issue is like, we feel a certain way about something because of our religious beliefs, right? Like somebody else might not see what our struggle is as a problem if they didn't have the same religious beliefs that we have. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to know that you could find a coach that's just going to understand that from the get-go. You won't have to spend three hours trying to explain why you think this is important. Yeah. And I sometimes feel like, you know, maybe I just was not as aware of it before, but it, with more and more time, it seems like life coaching is becoming more of a thing, like maybe than it was 10, 20 years ago. Oh, for right? sure. So I got certified as a coach five, well, in 2017. So, and it was like, what's that? And I don't really know that I want to even say that's what I am. Cause that's a really weird phrase, a life coach to now. I think people didn't know what it was then. And people for sure 
for the most part, they know what the name is. They might not know what we do, but they have heard of a life coach. (laughs) Yeah. And so what are the misconceptions you often get? Because I know some people sort of roll their eyes at the term life coach. Like there's no need for this, this industry. There's not, which I think is so fascinating. That's something that I get a lot of as I, you know, will have posts on Facebook. I will have a lot of actually members of the church respond and say, I have Jesus Christ. I don't need a life coach. Like Mm -hmm. that's, I get that a lot. And a hundred percent, we all have our savior and our heavenly father and our heavenly mother to help lead and guide us through the power of the Holy ghost and all of that. But I, we also really believe in the power of agency. And I think we forget, we think the agency is like the choices that we make and the things that we do. And I really like to explain agency as like, it's that place in our lives where there's the things that are happening outside of us, you know, the things we don't have any control over. And our agency happens when we, between those things that are happening outside of us and then what we choose to think about those things. And our agency sits right there in that space. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so nice to have a visual to be like, yep, this is the line. Circumstances happen. We get to choose what we think. That's where the agency is. And then we ultimately have, you know, our thoughts about things. So as a life coach, people will say, well, I'll just hire you and you can tell me what to do. And there's 80 coaches listed on the directory and the coaches there aren't going to tell you what to do. They're going to help you discover what it is you actually want to do and how you can use your own agency to get there. And your own agency, meaning the power that's in your brain and uncovering all that's already divine inside of you and figuring that out. So explain to me like the certification of this type of thing, because obviously you're not therapists and you're not in that world, but obviously you want Anybody could say they're a life coach. Doesn't necessarily mean, you know, maybe they're just a a wise grandfather with good advice. Absolutely. So explain like the certification process and because I'm sure you have to determine what people you're putting in your directory and make sure they're credible. Yeah, for sure. Because you're right. There is no governing board for life coaches. Anybody can call themselves a life coach, which is the good and the bad news, right? There's, it means there's not a lot of we don't have to be certified in certain states, you know, and like a therapist has to pass, you know, take boards and exams in different states in order to be able to practice places. There, There is none of that involved in being a life coach. The people that are on the directory, the, the Latter-day Saint Life Coach directory have all been certified through the same school. We have all been certified through the Life Coach School, which I feel is a very credible source. There are plenty of places that you could be like, oh, it's not so credible. I, if I'm going to be able to back, if I'm going to be backing some coaches and say, hey, I know these people are worth seeing and going to, this is the best way that I've been able to decide that I can vet people that way. Now, I know there's and there's tons of amazing coaches who are not certified through the Life Coach School. I know that. And there's but for other now, Life Coach schools, right? There is. There's other Life Coach schools. But for me right now, I know that these people all have the same tools. They're going to coach the same way in in my mind that is very much in alignment with using agency. And yeah. and so this that's where we that's everybody certified through that. Nice. Nice. Through that and maybe some people are listening to this and thinking, what does this have to do with leadership or things like that? But I really feel like, you know, from a leadership standpoint, especially like bishops where you know, there's individuals who are facing really daunting things in life, and a lot of them need some good therapy. And so we have some resources there. But what you quickly find out is there there really is this kind of therapy crisis where there's just a limited amount of really good therapists. And, and uh, you know, 
that's unfortunate. And so the the point being is that we need to understand what resources are out there because some individuals, they need some help, but they may not necessarily need like good, hard, deep therapy. They just need someone to talk through, maybe someone that has experience talking through issues or perspectives and things. And so life coaching, I've seen it happen so many times where even people back when I was serving as a bishop going through a lot and they're they didn't really feel like they needed therapy. That just seemed too strong. But they started with a life coach and they suddenly got some consistency and stability in their life that they felt like I'm in a better place now and I'm, I can move forward. And this life coach is a great resource. So to me, it's sort of in this larger group of people are facing hard times and we need to understand all the resources out there. Anything you'd add to that? Absolutely. So there, people ask me that question all the time. Like, what is the difference between a therapist and a life coach? Like, why would I choose one over the other? And I do feel like it's important to say, yeah, therapists for sure, there's a place for them. And they're, and I'm so grateful that we have the therapists that we have that do that, do that heavy work. If you're not functioning in your life, if you aren't able to do, you know, get out of bed or do the things that you want to do to be the human being that you feel like you should at a base level be able to be, you need to work with the therapist. There are plenty of people who work with therapists and coaches at the same time. But a coach is somebody who can help you get from like, if you're functioning in your life and you just feel like I'm, there's more, I'm missing something or I'm just not quite right where I want to be. A life coach is a great resource for you. And there's so many, like on the directory, there's so many different filters that you can use. Like people who are experiencing maybe infidelity in their marriage or LGBTQ struggles. I don't want to use the word struggle, but LGBTQ, they have children that they're not quite understanding and wanting to understand their experience. You can find a coach that can help you with that. There is coaches that help people with pornography and relationships with their children, whether they're teenagers or young adults or young, young children. You know, there's, I haven't coached a lot of men. There's a lot of women out there and men that coach more men than, than I do, but you know, they're coming more with, um, Oftentimes, the same. I mean, it is relationship. It's relationships with their wife. They want something to be different with their wife, and then business things. There's a lot of business coaches and people that help in the working environment, the professional environment. So there's a lot of if you're separating out like the sexes, if men are bringing something different than women, men tend to bring a little bit more of a professional oriented thing. But there are so many women who are a lot of what they are coming with is beliefs that they are struggling with. Sometimes like their children should be different, right? My child should be doing better in school. I should have a different relationship with this child. I I should be able to be a friend with this person or that child. I should be able to get along with my mother-in-law. You know, like it's relationship coaching, which many of us do at the core. That's really what it is. And really for most everybody, the bottom line is the relationship that you have with yourself. There usually is a confidence struggle that is the bottom line for most people. And it's being able to help them understand their relationship with themselves and their relationship with their heavenly father and where they stand, what they make things mean about them is really the bottom of all the problems. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, on the, your directory, you have, you know, certain categories or whatnot. And like uh, Zach Spafford, who I've interviewed on Facebook before, and he focuses on, you know, addiction, especially Mm -hmm. pornography addiction and, and coaching people through that, you know? And so, there are maybe more topics that maybe men experience more than others that have a specific coach. So that's encouraging. Yeah. I think that traditionally we've thought that pornography is more of a place where, where the men are coming. But I think as 
we are experiencing this, we're realizing that it isn't just men and it isn't just right. the teenage boys that are struggling with that, right? There is, it affects everybody. Women are yeah. struggling with it. Young women struggle with it as well. So, yeah. So the, the directory is like a good place to where you may, I think people get exposed to different specific life coaches that, that maybe have a podcast and you start listening to the podcast and you're like, mm-hmm. well, maybe this is the life coach, but I don't know. But your director maybe gives them a place to sort of explore different life coaches out there and, and maybe find a, a better fit, right? So if somebody's yeah. looking or maybe a, a bishop, a lead church leader is helping somebody look for a life coach, like I'm on your directory, like what am I looking for? What questions am I asking myself? Yeah. So first of all, I would ask, you know, what is it if it's a specific issue that somebody is dealing with? There is there's great filters on the directory. You could type it in there and, you know, the coach that might fit that is going to come up. So if you put pornography or LGBTQ or infidelity or relationship or there's just there's different filters in there. So I would be very I would just kind of know what it is that you're kind of struggling with. If you want to have a man or a woman coach, if you want one-on-one coaching, or if you are looking for more of a group type setting. So those are some of the different things that you could select that you wanted if what you were looking for. I also host a podcast, Latter-day Life Coaches, and every episode is done with the coach that's on the directory. So it's just me and another coach having a conversation. So you can actually really get a fill for that coach just by listening to a podcast episode too and seeing. And so they can, they can just look in in your list of episodes and see if that coach is listed there. Yeah. Yep. You can find the coaches there and um, And we have, yep. Sorry. Also on Instagram, um, LDS life coaches on Instagram and all the different coaches Their their material is highlighted on there frequently. So you can kind of get an idea there too. So let's say you find one or two and you think, okay, I'm going to, see how this goes. Like what is somebody, what should somebody looking for? Should they see if there's maybe one session, but could you really know after, you know, that free session or whatever, like what questions should they be asking as they begin to meet with a life coach to see if it's a good fit? Yeah. So that's a great question. You will find as you are, if you were to have a session, like a free session with the coach and most of the coaches on the directory do offer that you would have a session with the coach. And I think it will become, a, it's hard for me to say, you know, you. You're, this is what you're looking for. This is one of those places where I'm going to say, you're going to just kind of want to tune into how you're feeling when you're having this discussion with this coach, because I think you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to tell if this feels like there's some hope here. If this feels like I might be able to answer some questions that I'm looking for. It's really hard for me to say, ask this question and you're going to get this answer. And if that's the answer you're looking for, then then go for it. I'm just going to say you want to just tune in to how you're feeling. And you might ask them some specific questions, like let them know, hey, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I want to feel this way. I want to think this about my husband, or I want to be able to feel confident in this situation. Can you help me get there? So I want, you know, explain to them what it is that you're actually after. And you might not even know what you're after you might just know that you want to be able to feel peace or that you might want to be able to feel joy. Like sometimes that's what we know. I don't know what I want. I just know that I need to feel, I need to feel more of this in my life. And I just tell the coach that this is what I'm after. Can you help me? And they're going to walk you through a process and you're going to be able to tell. You're going to be able to either feel the hope or you're going to be like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. 
And what would you say to someone who's concerned that maybe they they do need like professional therapy from a therapist and they're worried about maybe this isn't enough or, I mean, is there, I assume coaches are sort of trained on as far as when did, you know, what are some signs of maybe pushing them to professional mental health counseling? Yeah, that's a great question too. And we are for sure trained on, on that, you know, none of us want to, our best interest, we, we have your best interest at heart and we do know that line, you know, like this is something I can help them with. This is something that I cannot help them with. They need something, they need therapy. And we all are, we're willing to, to make that call. I've made that call before too. And just said, you know what, I think you need a little bit more. And you might not always be able to tell that from a, the mini set, like a free session in the beginning. Yeah. It's that a lot of that's going to depend upon your willingness as a client to let them really know and be honest what you're struggling with. And they'll tell you, they're going to tell you if they think you need more because nobody actually, they don't want to put you in that situation to be in the wrong place, nor do they as a coach want to be in the position to not help you most effectively either. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think of all the questions because at the end of this episode, I want people to feel like, you know, okay, we can, I'm good with this life coaching thing. I'm going to check it out or I'm going to, you know, maybe suggest it as a resource if somebody else needs it. But does anybody ever use like therapy and life coaching in tandem? Like maybe they see a therapist once a month, but I see life coach or every week yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that actually is very common. And I have people say that all the time. Like I'm using, I'm working with this therapist, but I, I want to keep working with you because they can see the difference that it's making. They can see that the therapy has its purpose, but I'm able to just make some bigger strides as I'm using this together. And whether that's weekly, you know, or whether it's every other week or whatever, that's just something you'll have to fill around with and figure out. But that's very common actually to work with both a therapist and a life coach. Well, I've completely gone off off track here with the outline that you said. No, there's no that. outline. But I think the more we talk about, I, I just feel like, man, this is a resource that I think people are hesitant with. You know, some people are, and it can be such a valuable resource again when you know, maybe the therapists out there aren't as uh, available as, as, you know, as we'd like. But so uh, what, any other like concerns or misconceptions or that, that people have when approaching life coaching that maybe be opportunity to clear up? <laughs> yeah. Like, first of all, there is that, you know, oh, a life coach, like it's just a silly made up thing. You don't really have credentials. You don't really know, like, come on, like that's, that's out there. And I want to say, yep, there probably is. You're going to find that. You're going to find the person who's probably not very qualified out there. But there are so many amazing coaches out there. You just need to know where to look and where to find them and be willing to like take that step, right? Like everything is, we have to be willing to find help out there. And I think that sometimes we have this belief that, yeah, I can just pray. And everything's going to work out, you know, and I, we rely on that. Like if we pray and we read our scriptures, I'm going to be taken care of. And to an extent, I think that's a, a powerful belief, but I think we have forgotten. I think it was President Hinckley that said this. So we get on our knees, our pray, and then we stand up and get to work. And part of that getting to work is getting the help you need to accomplish the things you want to accomplish. It's being willing to like do some work and be like, you know what? I think I could use a little bit of help in this area. I'm going to look for somebody to help me and I'm going to be willing to, to try it. 
And sometimes, you know, we, I think that, like I said, the prayer is important, but it's like part of that prayer is help me find the tools that I need in order to succeed in this situation. Help me find the tools that I need to be who you want me to be. And he will lead us to those tools. If you're looking for a little bit of help, be prayerful about it. And you'll be led to the person who's going to be able to be of the most help to you. And it very likely could be in the form of a life coach. Yeah. I know you might, people might not want to hear that, but I, but it's true. There are so many great resources out there with the coaches that are well-trained and well-qualified. Yeah. And you know, with, with therapy, I know like you just sort of give a sense as far as like the cost of therapy, like an hour with a therapist, anywhere from 75 to $150 an hour. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the middle of the road, whatever. But is there a, a standard with life coaching? Like what should people expect going, you know, going towards life coaching as far as the price? Is there a, yeah. a price? So it's hard for me to say that one. I'm, I keep saying that, but it really does vary a lot depending upon, you know, depending upon the coach, you're going to find anything from, I don't know, $50. Well, here's the thing is that most coaches are selling packages. So they're not like selling you a number of sessions, like you're going to get six sessions. What they are offering to you is like three months of working with them. So it's going to, for most of them, that is going to include private sessions, but it's also going to include time spent with them in between via email and videos and or Voxer or communication that way. So it's not like you're just getting six sessions, but you're getting three months of help with them. So, you know, most coaches are going to offer packages from six weeks to six months or maybe even longer. So it's really hard for me to say it's $50 an hour because it really is, it's not limited to a session. It's like, it's three months, it's six months. It's not just a session a week or whatever. It's yeah. time and commitment. So, yeah. And so, but it's typically like a week to week. Yeah. Session. So like typically this. if you're like, if you're going to have session, most of them do include sessions, right? Some of them are group settings. Some of them are one-on-one -on -one settings. It just depends on what this coach, how this coach works, but it could be like 30 minutes a week. It could be for 50 minutes a week that you're meeting with this coach. And it's all for the most part done via zoom. It was done via Zoom long before we were driven to a Zoom world. <laughs> but so your this coach can be anywhere. People will say, "I need a coach in Boise, Idaho," and I'm like, "No, you don't. You can have a coach that lives in, you know, Maryland because you're going to do it over Zoom, and it doesn't matter." Which frees up so many, like the the endless the possibilities are endless from from a coach because it doesn't have to be in your geographical region. So yeah, but yeah, it could be anywhere from a 30 minute session once a week to maybe a 50 minute session every other week, it's just going to vary. And your coach, when you have a, when you have like a, a mini session with them or an exploratory session with them, they'll explain how they do it, how they do it. And that's the, that's the beauty of this directory is they are all individuals. They run their businesses the way they want to. And it's all going to be different. Yeah. And obviously there with, as demand goes up, maybe the pricing goes up as well. Obviously these are human beings with a, a limited time yep. frame and schedule. And so as more and more demand of their coaching perspective, you know, they they may increase the prices just uh, because they only have spots for a certain amount of people. Right? Yep. Um, yep. And and that leads me to you know my good friend Jody Moore, who's like the, the rock star of uh, life coaches. It seems. I mean, I recently went to her event at the uh, Salt Palace just to experience it. And she was like, yeah. I was like shocked at the people, the mountains there, and and sometimes people may and there's several coaches out there who've developed quite an audience. And so 
they're very gifted in what they do. And you may think like, well, this is the coach for me, but maybe there's not opportunity or as much room in their schedule, or maybe they're, they're not available. And so again, this directory is maybe a place to go, even though you may like one specific coach, you may find another coach that is very similar. Absolutely. I would dare say that the majority of the coaches that are listed on the directory did find coaching probably through Jody Moore's podcast or, you know, something like that. And she has an amazing program. She does. And she's a great resource. This is actually, but she has one style, right? She has one style of coaching. And I think what you'll find that there is so many different style of coaching, just because every coach is different. They have their, they bring their own experience. They bring their own personal struggles. They bring their own uniqueness to to their programs. And so you're going to, you know, you're right. If one person doesn't quite seem like the fit for you, it's because you haven't found the right, you haven't found the right one yet. Like they're, everybody's style is different. And I would say you're right. This, this directory is a great resource for that because there is so many different people to connect with and find that will might fit your needs and your personality and who you are a little bit more. Yeah. So explain the concept of, of group coaching, because maybe some coaches are, or for some individuals, certain coaches are maybe too expensive for that one-on-one scenario. So I know a lot of life coaches do like a group coaching program, right? Yeah. So like one-on-one coaching is just that, right? It's like you're getting a session privately with a coach. A group coaching program is where, you know, depending upon the number, you might, the coach might meet with five to 15 of you. I don't know the number, like you might meet with a group of people at a time rather than just one-on-one and you're there together on a Zoom call. But coaching, listening, you can listen to somebody being coached and there is so much power in watching somebody else be coached because you can see, it's almost like you can see their struggle in you. You'll be able to find the same things that you're dealing with as you watch somebody else be coached and you can internalize it almost on a different level because you don't feel like you're the person who is is on the spot if I want if I can say that like you're watching somebody else and so you're able to apply it to you in a different way because it feels a little bit more you know when you go to conference and somebody hears something and you're like that's not what they said they said something different than that yeah. I think we all hear something we all hear what we need to hear and so when you're watching somebody else be coached or what listening to somebody you're hearing what it is you need to hear. And I think we internalize it even a little bit deeper because we've we've made it specific to us. So you can be in a group setting and you can get just as much out of it as an individual setting. But some people don't like a group setting. They really want to be on their own with somebody and rather than being with other people. So it's just another way of getting what you need, you know, whether you want it to be just you or whether you want a group. It it does touch different price points and different individual needs as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really helpful. And then it, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the life coach school, it sort of teaches in the, a certain model of life Mm -hmm. coaching that as far as like circumstances and thoughts and feelings and whatnot. And I think it's, well, let me back up. Like when I talk with therapists, it seems like therapists, they're sort of in different camps, whether they intend that or not. Like, oh, well, this model of therapy is what I do, you know, act or I do CBT or I do brain spotting or whatever it is. Like they all have their thing. And most of them swear by it. Like 
listen, there's others out there, but this one is the right one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, and, I, and most of them are like, you know, there's lots of things that help, but this is maybe what they prefer. And so it seems like as I interact with life coaches that, especially those that have gone to the life coach school, that they, they have sort of that one model that they use, but maybe I'm wrong there. Or are there other models that people may experience going to different life coaches? Yeah. So yes, the coaches certified through the life coach school. We have all been trained in the use of, we call it the CTFAR model developed by Brooke Castillo. And we are trained in that. And to me, that is like, when I talked about agency lies between our circumstances and I, and our thoughts, when I look at the model, that's very much a visual thing for me. Like our agency, our gift of choosing lies between the circumstances of our lives and the things that we choose to think about them. Mm -hmm. That's very visual in the model to me. We all use that as a coaching tool, but there are, that's like a foundational tool, but all the coaches then have other tools that they bring in and incorporate into that and a different way of teaching the model and using the model in their in their clients' lives as well. So yes, we all use a model that is similar, which I think is so helpful, but we bring in our own individualistic experiences and the way that we teach it and then other tools that we incorporate from other teachers as well. Yeah, that's helpful. Awesome. This has been such a great discussion and I feel like it's a great space to create to help leaders just understand what life coaching is and and whatnot. And so maybe as we wrap up here, just lead us through like what does, you know, you've mentioned some things like, you know, people dealing with faith crisis and just like the, the heaviness of life and how maybe demonstrate what that looks like or give us some examples of, of uh, the type of problems people come to a life coach for and how they help them through that. Yeah. So there is like, life does feel kind of heavy right now, right? I mean, there is a lot going on. If you listen to the news there, I mean, it's everywhere, right? And we can't really avoid it. And, you know, actually, in the last two days, I've had people each, you know, have had people text me and say, I'm, I need some, somebody is looking for a coach that can help with, with a faith crisis. And so I'll direct them to, you know, the the proper coaches to go to because there are specific coaches that help with faith journeys and faith crisis. So you might present to a coach like, you know, I'm we could use an example of, I don't know, like say you were in church on Sunday and I guess I could use a personal example. <laughs> Somebody in church a couple of weeks ago had said something about People had come dressed inappropriately to church, meaning they weren't dressed in a dress and white shirt suit and tie, or whatever, right. white shirt and tie, right? Like that's an old conversation that I still can't believe that we're having, but it's one that people are still having apparently. So yeah, like if you were the person who was a who found yourself being maybe a little bit offended by that conversation and just being stuck in that and thinking that, you know, maybe this isn't the place for me anymore. There's just so much judgment. Because that for like that's probably not the tipping point for somebody, right? Like somebody said that people were dressed inappropriate at church. That's that's not gonna for the most part, that's not gonna be something that drives somebody away from the church, but it might be like the frosting on the cake, right? Like, okay, I've heard so many judgmental things for so long. This is just it. I just I don't know that I wanna stay in this space anymore, right? But before you make the decision to leave, or before you make a decision that feels really hard for you to come to, right? For most of us, like 
this is our faith tradition. We've grown up in it. Our families believe it. Like it's not easy to walk away from the space if that's what somebody's choosing to do. Before you make that decision, it would be like, I think I need a little bit of help walking through this journey because I don't necessarily want to leave. I want to stay, but I need some help staying, right? Like these beliefs aren't there. It's I'm struggling a little bit. So you would come, you would find a coach that helps with a faith crisis, a faith journey. And then you would meet with that coach and you would present probably some of your struggles. Like, yeah, I've heard people say this at church and I've heard people say this at church and it doesn't fit right. It doesn't sit right with me anymore. This is not, I don't necessarily know that this is where I want to spend my time or that I even want to believe this anymore, but yet it is where I want to be. I want to, you know, like, it's like this internal struggle of, I want to believe this, but I don't. So with a coach, it would be the unwinding of all of that. You know, tell me, and I hate to give generalizations because every coach is going to do this differently, but it would just be like, you know, why do you think that they shouldn't have said that? Why do you believe this? Is it, it's just exploring all of the beliefs. It's exploring maybe some of your past experiences and how maybe those past experiences have affected what you believe today and maybe what you experienced in the past is wasn't necessarily how it was intended to be experienced or you know it's just the untangling of it all that's if i yeah. could just say it in general in very general terms it's just untangling all of your beliefs and and hold figuring out what's yours in the story you know like this person said this and that person said this but a coach is going to help you figure out what's yours in that piece like what you have ownership of and what you can hold on to, and then what you can decide you want to believe so that you can stay in the space that you want to stay in. Yeah, that's really helpful because, and that, as I've watched like different life coaches take people through this, it's, you know, because we, as human beings, we have this tendency to, we tell ourselves a story and call it fact in our brain, you know, mm-hmm. and like, oh, well, my wife said this thing. And so therefore she doesn't love me. And you're thinking, well, wait a minute, did she say I don't love you? Or did you sort of make that assertion from what she's saying? And and as you, with the coaches, they sort of pick it apart and lay it out in front of you. You think, oh yeah, she never said I don't love you. And yeah. I sort of created that in my mind. And now I'm responding to it. And I have these awful feelings because of that. Now I'm acting out in ways that aren't rational to what is actually happening in in reality. Right? Yeah, because there's what people say and what they meant to say. Mm-hmm. And there's what you heard and what you made what you heard mean, right? Yeah. So yeah. we have to untangle all of that stuff. Like this is what they said, but maybe that's what they, I don't know. There's just a, we, we have a tendency as humans, we are meaning making machines. We make meaning of everything. And so the job of a coach is to untangle all of the things that you have made mean something in your life. And we make things mean things about us. And we make it, we take everything personally, whether we know it or not, but we make everything mean something about us. And a coach can help you figure out what you make all those things mean and how those meanings then affect who you are and create the results in your life. And when you can figure out what it is that you're making something mean and why you're making it mean that, you can unwind all of the stories and you can create a different result in your life. But yeah. it's just a matter of being able to identify what you're making things mean. Yeah. And it and, seems so simplistic, but that's just the bottom line. Right. And, and it does seem simple, but we get so trapped in our own mind that that's why we a lot of times need a coach that has an 
external perspective of our situation and sort of walk us through that. When, when we try to do it in our own mind, it sometimes gets messy or we get yeah. tangled or, or it builds upon itself. So it gets um, really messy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind of scary in there. It's kind of scary to peer into our own brains, which is why most of us are the mess that we can be sometimes in our heads because we don't take the time to peer in and see what we are thinking about things. And it just really takes stepping out a little bit and observing what we're thinking and having somebody kind of witness that with you, having a coach witness what you're thinking and, and help be able to point out to you what you're making things mean is invaluable. Yeah. Well, Heather, anything else uh, on the, the outline that you want to make sure we definitely cover before we wrap up or did we do? A I good think job we here? got it all yeah. and, yeah. and then some. So thank you, Kurt. Yeah. This has been yeah. fantastic. Now I've got one more question for you, but I want to make sure people know where to go to find you and, and, and you're a life coach yourself, right? I mean, you don't just create directories for fun. Right? <laughs> I am a life coach, but I do actually just spend most of my time like connecting people to coaches at this point oh, in time. Cool. So I do take some clients. But for the most part, I just help people find the perfect coach for them. So it's one of my favorite things to do. So yeah, they can go to ldslifecoaches.com and they can put in what they're looking for and they can find the coach that they need there. They can also find us on Instagram at ldslifecoaches and on on a podcast, on a podcast called Latter-day Life Coaches. Cool. Awesome. Well, Heather, I really appreciate uh, your perspective and kind of clearing up some of these questions. And hopefully it's something people at least check out. You know, I'm not swearing by that everybody in the world needs a life coach and you're crazy if nope. you don't have one, but Hey, you know, if you're stuck, I think it's worth checking out and at least going to the directory and seeing, seeing what's there. Yeah. The last question I have for you, Heather, is as you've had this life of, of life coaching and this journey with helping other life coaches, and really that's sort of a leadership role that, that you've created in your life and serving a lot of people. So how has being a leader helped you become a better follower of Jesus Christ? Oh, I love that question so much. It takes a lot of, I don't know, soul searching, I think, to know how to lead. It takes a lot of soul searching to feel like you're going to say the right thing and you're going to be who you need to be in certain situations. And I think soul searching and getting on your knees and praying and asking for guidance is for me has been the way that my relationship with Jesus Christ has grown as I have learned to trust in him and follow him and be like him has helped me to be me. And that's really what he wants of me, right? Like I read this quote recently that was like, our goal isn't necessarily to be like Christ, which it sounds a little bit, oh, our goal is actually to be the most we can be, the most me I can be through Christ. And I have, I have found myself becoming the most me by putting myself in positions like this, by doing scary things, because I have to rely on him and he's showing me who I am. And I am so grateful to have the knowledge that I have of a savior that wants me to be me and is as willing to help me be me. That concludes this episode of the Leading Saints podcast. We'd love to hear from you about your questions or thoughts or comments. You can either leave a comment on the uh, post related to this episode at leadingsaints.org or go to leadingsaints.org slash contact and send us your perspective or questions. If there's other episodes or topics you'd like to hear on the Leading Saints podcast, go to leadingsaints.org slash contact and share with us the information there. And we would love for you to share this with 
any individual you think this would apply to, especially maybe individuals in your ward council or other leaders that you may know who would really appreciate the perspectives that we discussed. And remember, text the word LEAD to 474747 in order to access the three free sessions of the LGBT Saints Library. It came as a result of the position of leadership which was imposed upon us by the God of heaven who brought forth a restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when the declaration was made concerning the own and only true and living church upon the face of the earth, we were immediately put in a position of loneliness, the loneliness of leadership from which we cannot shrink nor run away and to which we must face up with boldness and courage and ability.